wait, that's not what I asked. Here we go. I thought the last one was horny with the horn, but it's continuously horny. At some point, doesn't she talk about her hormones flowing? Okay, like, I understand that this is terrible television. Like, now I understand his how capable of sexual violence he is. He's just one, one more put down away from locking me in his sex dungeon. I'm moist for you, but it's subtext where she's just like, I built this elaborate gingerbread house. And we all know this. It's a Christmas fact. <laughs> I'm going to knock you up with a whole litter of like, I looked like a nerd and I acted like a nerd, but I had feelings like the rest of us. <laughs> Interior orgasm. Like, what the hell does that mean? Soon he, like, nukes the world, and he's like, did I do that? We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold It is ABC featuring the VIPs of SBTV Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money Weird TV is their specialty It might be all four, or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek so set your phases to download a rarity that we had bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. It's beginning to look a lot like a girl Every episode He's a horned up little nerd And he's slipping in all his turds At the Winslow household Welcome back, dear listener, to what is part two of four episodes all about family matters where for some mysterious reason we are doing a Family Matters Christmas on a very special episode over and over again, and we must endure it, much like Steve Urkel himself. I am Carolyn Main. This episode, your host, hello and good evening, and with me, as usual, is somebody who just wants catch for Christmas. David Bitsenoffer. There you go, ladies. Get him what he wants. <laughs> he knows what you'll get in return. Right, right. Get a little something. Also, we are having somebody who uh, just only watches the television that he can see from outside windows. Uh, Austin Gorton. <laughs> and this last but not least host of ours is someone who we keep around just for his singing voice. Ryan Alexander Tanner. <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> and myself, Carolyn <laughs> I am a sucker for a BMW Izetta. So yeah. let's dig right in. Is that what Urkel's car is? 
Yes, my spouse knew what it was, and I just like stuttered about the sickness of uh, the. Whip. I feel like maybe we've talked about this that... before, but Urkel's car is supposed to be lame, but I do honestly think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think cool these days it'd be cool. Yeah, to just have like a small little. Spot yeah, at the time could... it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's a BMW. It doesn't even. It's not even like a lay car or mm-hmm. a city car, which is shaped like a wedge. It's still very nerdy about now this is a bmw also the fact that aaron knew what that car was off the top of his head might be the most aaron thing ever right and he knew it off screen he already knew that i liked it too (laughs) he was still making spaghetti so pretty nerdy guy speaking of nerdy guys what about urkel (laughs) what about urkel's feelings what about if this episode is about urkel breaking an heirloom and then being a bitch about it and laura learns the lesson of how to tolerate that wait wasn't that the last episode you guys and maybe it's the future episode (laughs) as well the ghost of urkel future we will see so this This episode was so frustrating to me this is is the next Christmas one, they, the the last one we did, season two, was the first one. So this is season four, episode thirteen. Yes, season four, episode thirteen. Four. And I think they're both episode thirteen. Yeah, of their seasons. I think this is episode uh, ten. Yeah. It is episode. Oh wow, well, that's yeah. on me. I'm embarrassed. That's cool. <laughs> I'm supposed to say the numbers anyway, but I thought you were a true fan of. I thought I was too. And apparently, I'm not, and I'm sorry. <laughs> May God forgive you. Um, <laughs> so yes. We have two more to go, and this one is a very special episode in which we just handle Urkel's problems again. Well, it's like partially the same episode as two seasons ago, and partially It's a Wonderful Life, and partially Freddy Friday. Friday. (laughs) And It's a Wonderful Life. It's a terrible Urkel. Well done. (laughs) Lots of great (laughs) things coming into our future. Like... What about if you're just having a nice family Christmas time and the nerd from next door blows into your living room with a <laughs> quote unquote tree flocker? So yeah, this is, what do you do, hotshot? Like shot? a Ghostbuster uh, <laughs> plasma pack. proton yeah, pack. Proton this pack. is like another. I feel like these these Christmas ones really encapsulate the path of family matters. Like <laughs> so, two seasons ago, he just comes in and they're like, "Damn it!" And now he's like, "All right, everyone, check out my invention." Yeah, and yeah. fights and, and fights like pretty vigorously to to use it. Yeah. Like he comes in and they're like, "No, Steve, don't do this." No, I've got to. Steve, just go, please. No, I can't leave until I flock your tree. Like, Steve, please don't do it. Here I go. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, why didn't he test it at his own on his own tree first or something? Because it was too small and too sad. <laughs> Would you say that the Winslows are like his focus group for his product? <laughs> his non-consensual focus group. I would say, speaking of non-consensual, that Urkel exhibits the same lack of consent that he does to tree flocking as he does to Laura humping. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. But I did appreciate in this scene Carl's uh, like <laughs> acceptance of his fate in this, like just, <laughs> just he's resigned, resigned to his, his fate in four years. <laughs> yeah, it took four years, but he's just like, all right, I raised my objection, and this fucking kid's going to do it anyway. I'm just going to sit in this easy chair and just ride it out. So one thing that's weird to me, because we talked in the last one about you guys are ignorant, and you think that only Urkel has mm. the catchphrases. But in fact, there are other catchphrases, but they are all related to Urkel. Like, Urkel, okay. no. Urkel, please. <laughs> 
circle, please, no. Um, so it, they, they do, I don't know if it evolves out of this, and it hasn't fully evolved yet, but Carl, the, the bit, the recurring bit between Carl and Urkel is Carl says, go home, Steve, and then Urkel keeps doing whatever. In this case, he does like a rhyming Dr. Seuss-ish yes. kind of setup for his invention. But so what generally happens is then Carl then goes, go home. And then Urkel does the thing. And then he goes, go home, go home, go home. And then Urkel goes, I don't have to take this. I'm going home. So it doesn't go all the way with that this time. Maybe it hasn't fully <laughs> formed yet. Or maybe we're, you know, it assumed we knew that. Because everyone should. Thank you for your resident expertise, man. I have literally no other application for this knowledge. <laughs> Important life skills don't exist in Ryan's brain because this information is. It's, it's so great, like the blatant setups of this. Like, here's my new invention. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens after his invention goes on the fritz? Well, I think this is what the invention was intended to do, and it flogs the bejesus out of everything and everybody, no doubt giving all of the remaining Winslow's cancer within the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they all got mesothelioma from Steve's Ooh, invention here. So the other thing is that this episode... I watch a lot of daytime TV. <laughs> this, you could be watching a lot of Family Matters, but whatever. This, this episode <laughs> is very much about uh, the this very sexual nature of Urkel. Yes, yeah. yes, it's yeah. a real horned up. I thought the last one was horny with the horn, but it's continuously horny. Honestly, I do believe the whole subtext of this episode is Laura comes to understand the sexual frustration that she brings out in him. And basically, mm -hmm. spoiler alert, is that it's her fault. <laughs> uh, and that yeah. she should be kinder to him when he harasses her. It's her fault for making him horny and not letting him act on that horniness. Act on that horniness. That's what... <laughs> We yeah. call sex in my house, too. <laughs> Can I act on my horniness? Um, not a good night not right now, Ryan. Horniness. We have company. Yeah. Right. You know who is resigned to Urkel acting on his horniness is Carl Winslow, who's got a face full of flocky bukkake. Right. How'd so you guys like that? that? There's no greater representation of this than Urkel coming in the house and just jizzing everywhere. <laughs> Opening scene. Tells the whole story. We could quit right now, right? We could quit That's right now. Nice drop. He just coats the whole house Ten in his minute. sperm. Webisode. Yeah. Irk out. All Urkel oh. wants is to have sex with Laura. Uh -huh. yeah. And how hard is it for her just to let him do it once? Just let him you know? do whatever he wants, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't see what the big deal is. But you guys, what happens after the invention goes haywire? <laughs> It covers the entire living room in white dust. And then dust. what happens? Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. What is the he, only thing that was going to happen? He questions who was at fault. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask for cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't say got any cheese in either of these episodes so far. Yeah. I tell you too the holidays are a great time to clean up on cheese everyone puts right? out i feel like beautiful do you have any cheese lines would write themselves around the holidays but uh they sidestepped True. them in this one i'm gonna use it myself this year liberal anyway he yeah. says did i do that god damn it <laughs> you sure did urkel you sure did yeah, and the woos, the woos have increased exponentially since our last Christmas episode. And this is at least now the third year of him saying, did I do that? <laughs> right. 
Right. And he's still not old and weird. He's pretty young and weird. But yeah, he's still past. Like he's still not like thick at this point. He's <laughs> he still twelve. Yeah, know. you could still buy him as like a scrawny nerd. At this is this point. the uh, not to get too far ahead? Is this the first episode he tries to be non-Urkel? That's a good Isn't question. It? it might be. He's not all the way to Urkel, but yes, yeah. he does not have to be the burdening curse. Okay, this is what I want to talk about real briefly: is that <laughs> when Urkel is pre-snow blowing everybody, he like does the rhyming scheme, like Ryan yep. said. Did anybody else feel like he's like a Krampus, like a Christmas curse, or <laughs> all the time curse folklore demon? That's why he did it. Yeah, no, I mean... Okay, great. Certainly metaphorically, (laughs) if not literally. Right, but maybe literally. Like, I don't think Santa got that teddy bear last year. I don't know why he does what he does. (laughs) He's a really (laughs) hateful person. (laughs) So, the Winslows endure the holidays, and they endure the Urkel, and... Yeah. We go to the theme the last song. we really see the Winslows? I guess they show up at the end, maybe? Yeah. Well, yeah. they show up... Yeah, this is the last we see of prime reality right, Winslows yeah, at this that. point. And to be clear, yeah. I believe it was Carl and Eddie and... The girl. <laughs> <laughs> the girl Winslow. Judy. No, Laura. the alive one. Laura. Is Judy still around <laughs> at this point? Yeah. She is at the very end of this episode, but she really looks like they're about to cut her because she's going through puberty and, you know, she, who needs yeah. that? She's at death's door. Yes! <laughs> don't go up the stairs, Judy, don't do it. So, we go to the theme song, and it's not particularly notable as compared to last week, except that we saw Waldo Faldo, everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. He does yep. get hit in the head with a basketball. Love that. That's my favorite like, sitcom opening thing ever. Because you had to stare at a camera and someone just threw a ball at your head. What a good actor, you guys. <laughs> yeah, a little bit shorter, a little bit more Waldo. That's about Are it. Are we a bigger fan of Waldo or Kimmy Gibbler? Ooh. Ooh I mean, hard. I feel I'm a bigger Kimmy Gibbler yeah. fan. Well, okay, yeah. so Kimmy Gibbler is the one good character <laughs> on a completely garbage show, and right. Waldo is one of many great characters <laughs> on an exquisite show. On this show that has a rich tapestry really of wonderful is. characters. And Waldo has a, has several great catchphrases, too, actually. Like, yes. He, do you want to know them? Oh, well, yes, I would love to Okay, know. well, whenever he's acknowledged, he goes, sup. And then... Okay. Timely. Oh, very 90s, very 90s. Classic, forever. Whenever he's asked to do something, he goes, no problem, Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I feel like there's more than that. I mean, I think he says, Urkel, please stop. No. <laughs> Urkel, stop raping me. Um, <laughs> Waldo, like many of the characters on this show, it's like a cut and paste of the dialogue. Like <laughs> a lot of the show is just reshuffling of the same verbal exchanges. That's economical. Yeah. Like we're using yeah. a set. I feel like I feel like Waldo is maybe the nexus point between Kimmy Gibbler and Cody from Step by Step. <gasps> yeah, they're in the same part of the Venn diagram. Cause I feel like because yeah, I feel like Cody has some of the same like very '90s doofus lingo that Waldo gets, mm-hmm. but he has the same like goofy best friend vibe as Kimmy Gibbler. We should make a chart. Mm, I would yeah. like that. We should sort this out conclusively. Yeah. 
Get the Christmas orphans on it, or the Christmas. Yeah, sorry, orphans. kids. You thought you were done. Put that gruel down. It's yeah. time to make some charts. Sorry. Do any of them know charts? I hope they have Excel. Christmas for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richie, this is my latest invention: the amazing Ergo Super Turbo Tree Flocker. A, a tree flocker? Yep, I can flock anything in less than thirty seconds. <laughs> Go home, Steve. Fiddly D, what's this I see? Could it be a Christmas tree? Steve, go. I cannot go. Oh, my, I know. I'm not interested. Oh, gosh, oh, gee, I cranky my <laughs> while I demonstrate my turbo. They they really went for it with a new set in this. Yeah, it's like a pretty this cool is set. a lovely little set. So yeah, I wrote down at one point. I was like, I wonder how much this new front of the mall set costs. So <laughs> and did you notice how Urkel is like totally staking out Laura at the beginning? Yeah, he's no. straight up stalking her. Yucko. Yeah. He's so the the we come back for the credits and like he's got his Urkel mobile parked in the like. Well, the corner of the of the screen like the end of the street and he's like literally like standing on the bumper watching for Laura to come out waiting for her to like come out to the curbside so that he can then climb into the Urkel mobile and like pull up to her and be like hey baby want to ride yep. so for the audience the coolest thing about this car the BMW is that it looks kind of like a Mini Coupe or something except the deal is you open up the front of it to sit in and barely two people can sit in but one other person can sit backwards in the back like right on the engine it looks like an electric e-car it's tiny like they make them now and you like move the steering wheel to get inside it's like a really cool little humdinger where did urkel get that he's too uncool to have such a sweet whip he's he's cool man urkel's great <laughs> maybe he bought it when he was urkel no this is pre-urkel damn and well, it's supposed Urkel. to be a nerdy car on the show. Like, I remember yeah. when they premiered it and being like, well, I don't get it. Like, I would drive that car. Right. <laughs> and you have to F respect Urkel for putting out the little Christmas lights on his tiny car. If he yeah. wasn't such a creep, he would be a welcome Christmas sight. It's true. Um, one thing, too, that's interesting to me about this show is Ooh. how Laura is, like, cartoonishly virtuous. Like, she's like, oh, we're handing out toys to orphan kids at the mall. She's always, like, working for charity and doing extracurricular things. She's like, right. yeah, she's like a very yeah, perfect for, human. Like, for as much as the show 
spent last Christmas just reveling in the opening of, of Christmas gifts. It can't just be like, I went to the mall and I bought this thing. It's, I went to the mall, bought this thing, and also performed charity work. Yep. <laughs> oh, she buys a crystal vase. Yeah. And some may say Laura's real charity work is hanging out with Urkel, who definitely is going to respect her boundaries and the preciousness of this new family heirloom. Oh, you may have said that too soon. Oh, whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> Someone is asking if they are responsible for this because they are trying to grab Laura, slipped in the snow, and it fell right with their penis into a crystal vase. Yeah. yeah. He grabs her bag, and I guess as a show of like chauvinist, like I'm the man, I gotta oh, take yeah. this for you. And then of course he screws it up anyways, because then he slips and falls on it, and my only note was God Urkel sucks. That's all. Like, yeah, he sucks. Well, it's interesting, though, because there's different levels of Urkel, um, you know, mistakes. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they're like, no, seriously, Steve, do not try out your invention. And he's like, yeah. shut the fuck up. And then he does it, you know. And then, shut the case, fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, in this That's case, he he's try- he just can't help it that he falls. Like, <laughs> I know, but he didn't have to grab her bag. I know. Well, if she had been like, no, I got it, and he insisted, it would feel... So... Again, just like it's the exact same thing happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is this is the a beat for beat repeat of the previous episode's plot line. A Christmas like, miracle. He grabs a thing, he falls over, he breaks it, he promises to replace it. She's like, "Fuck you, get out of my life." That's what I really want. He says, "Okay, but here's the thing that's supposed to make you sad." The audience awes, and then he like Charlie Brown walks away. It's exactly the same. I know, this isn't Groundhog's Day, it's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) He sputters away in his little Urkelmobile, and to Laura Winslow's credit, she calls out that this is the same. She did it last year. Why is it always happening? I'm done for real, Yeah, that is. She's like, I always say this, but this time I mean it. But then he's like, but I'll always love you, and that's like stalker talk right there, right? Right, 100%. And then it's weird, because Laura says, I wish you knew what it was like to be me. Yeah. And the whole episode, sorry, spoiler, is about her her getting that wish. But he never learns what it's like to be her at all. Yeah, I know. She That's what's what super like frustrating him. about this episode for me. One anyways. of several things, yes. yes. Yeah. That's because his feelings uh, are real. He has the music cues. He's the real boy, and she is just the lady who should hold still while he does whatever to her. <laughs> I also felt really bad for Laura when, when to your point, you know, the one... The new verse that we get to this song in this Christmas episode is her being like acknowledging what he does, that he always, you know, turns it back on her and makes her feel bad for wanting him to respect her boundaries. And she's like, you do this, Steve, all the time. And I've had it. This is I've done with it this time. And I'm like, oh, honey. This is season four. You got five more seasons of of singing this same song, and you're already at the "I know you do this, and I'm done with it" phase. Like, it's bleak. It's Hard. a bleak run you got ahead of you, Laura Winslow. It's rough. Man. Uh, yeah. They must erase her memory in between tapings. That might make a lot of sense. They did the C3PO mind wipe. Right, right. So, uh, I I think you guys are about to be really excited about a guest appearance. Oh, yeah. So, do you guys, hey, question, um, while all this is going on, as they end the scene, they, like, kind of randomly just, like, zoom in on a a pile of TVs in a store window. Yes. And those TVs are playing It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. 
I feel like that has to have some kind of meaning because of the way they zoomed in on it, but it was uh, it was it was kind of oblique, right? Uh, I don't know, Austin, but I sure wish you knew what it was like walking a mile in my shoes. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. We should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but we should all switch <laughs> roles for. <laughs> that would be good, but we should have prepared. I don't That's think we should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could improv that. We should have watched the episode earlier than earlier today starting <laughs> now well it would yes. have been good if we had really worked hard at it so that's why it didn't happen <laughs> not a christmas miracle um, so as we know the family matters universe is uh two things it's extremely horny and it's extremely magical and those collide because we have a beautiful angel from heaven who almost reminds me of Milo the janitor, but is not. It he's is. Better. It is, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's 100% Milo the janitor. Is it Meshach Taylor? No, that's no, not it's... Meshach Taylor. It's not Milo. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking it's Meshach Taylor, goddammit. No, what was Meshach no. Taylor in that we watched? He's though. in Designing well, he's Women. In Designing Women. Well, we and Mannequin. Women, but we saw something that he was in, didn't we? But let's be real. We have watched Designing Women. Just not together. <laughs> on the show we have? No. No, just in you know, our lives. Out, absolutely. But anyway, that is Milo from... Milo? No, it's, yeah. it's Milo. It is Milo? Yeah. yeah. That's so sad that you couldn't watch this appreciating this with Milo. I, thought this I know. Was I appreciated it more thinking it was Meshack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Wow. The most dazzling man from Mrs. Miss Bliss. Bliss. Mrs. Bucking Bliss, Haley Mills, from your, he survived the Save by the Bell universe. Well, no, he died and became an angel. And he's Laura's guardian angel. And he pops in and he can static in and out. And then he hops right up on a street lamp. Like, not only is it a wonderful life, but it is also a good time to sing in the rain. There he is, guys. What do you think about this beautiful angel man? It was cool to see Milo in something. Yeah, I know. It's like good for you, good for you, Milo. Laura seems nonchalant about like a magical being just showing up in in, in the street. But... Well, she lives in a universe where Santa <laughs> is real. Is this really like that big of a get for her? I mean, it's true. Also, her house gets blown up like every fourth episode, so <laughs> she's pretty desensitized at this point. She's had yeah, a lot I mean, of near death experiences. Seen she, a lot of angels. Does she realize her house is covered in Urkel dust at the moment? Oh, yeah, she wasn't uh, there she, for that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think she does know that. But outside is covered in Urkel dust, too. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call snow from now on. <laughs> Urkel, Urkel dust. dust. Oh, the Urkel dust is really coming down. Are you going to run out and try to get it on your tongue, Ryan? I just, yeah, he wants that Urkel dust on his tongue. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'll admit it. I do. <laughs> So, yeah, it turns out this is a miracle body swap episode, and Meshach Taylor slash Milo the janitor. Not all black people are Meshach Taylor. Um, (laughs) He's going to grant Laura's wish. He's going to grant her the wish of of. being (laughs) Stephen Urkel, which is not anybody's wish but here we go but he wants to get his wings which is a um it's a wonderful life homage right like yeah stealing is an homage yes but then he says in a heaven 
if you don't have your wings, they make you sit by the kitchen in the restaurant. And I'm like, now who's racist? Yeah, it's wingsist, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's weird. It's like it's like it was written by someone who heard about It's a Wonderful Life, but didn't actually see it. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, it's really not how that movie works at all. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, I just want to point yeah. out that there's also a 90210 Christmas episode that involves an angel trying to get its wings. All right. Is that Meshach Taylor or Delta Burke? Neither. Does it, okay. does it involve the angel putting a spell on a bus? <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> what? It involves the angel making a bus that the West Bev kids are riding immaterial so that a garbage truck that was going to collide with it and kill them all what? harmlessly passes through. Wow. But it's not from the angels, it's from the big guy upstairs. Wow. Slash the devil. Well, I look forward yeah, six to that. Right? Um, do they do they explain that if there's a god, yeah. why is there so much pain in the world? Or do they not? Oh, it, it, it must have. Well, I feel like that's the question Laura should be asking <laughs> yeah. Milo right now. Which is like, <laughs> wait, so you're my guardian angel. Keep Steve Urkel the fuck hey, away from hey, me. Hey, you guys think that Milo was sent by the devil? Because yes. it's totally about how Laura just needs to accommodate Steve and care about how he feels more than how he's affecting or was he like secretly steve's guardian angel (laughs) yes pretending to be Lars. he's definitely a dark leaper in the quantum leaping sense (laughs) yeah i feel i feel like there's a long con being run by milo in this episode i can't believe milo's in on it it must be like screech putting him up to it yeah yeah they have a confederacy he's part of it all the all these guys are the devil together and I don't think Screech has his shit together enough to be the devil. Well, no, it's Zach or Zach's dad, and it's handing down to Zach. <laughs> so I like how when we first go to the uh, this this uh, parallel universe sequence, yes. it's just like starts as like a standard sitcom. <laughs> like it's not like it takes a minute to reveal the premises, and like yeah. it's just like a basic scenario of Carl and Eddie like chatting for a minute. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, they it's they basically miniature. just like start over the episodes yeah. for all types. I guess we we should be clear that the so Laura wants Steve to know what it feels like to be her. Mm-hmm. Never happens, and so yeah, right, which never happens because her guardian angel's like, I'm gonna grant your wish and help you understand what it feels like to be Steve. And Laura's like, wait, that's not what I asked for. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's cooler than an angel bus? It's an angel remote. And Jim Carrey owes Milo the janitor money because Milo has the remote properties, which sends Laura's whole soul, which is an orb made of static. Well, that happens a little later for reasons they don't really, yeah. Start watching it on oh, TV yeah. no, without her soul. start seeing it first. And like that's... she's seeing it from, like she's watching TV before she starts experiencing right. it for no clear reason yeah. Yeah. that's how they get you but so eddie wants some cash. but the idea that she also <laughs> has to experience what it's like to be urkel isn't the worst if urkel also experienced what it's like to be her but since they don't do that the whole thing's stupid i don't know we'll get into yeah, it too, like a full freaky yeah if they did like a full freaky friday yeah that's something but they just do like a half freaky friday and it's not the half she specifically requested. yeah not the half it's a mildly spooky friday, friday you know? Ur- right, yeah. right. Urkel learns nothing from this experience. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Absolutely yeah, nothing. That's what I want. Yes. I want him to know what it's like for someone to be an Urkel to him, you know? And... Right. Nope. No, um, it's just for her to know what it's like to grovel on the earth. Mm-hmm. 
But so uh, I love to because it's like Steve. It's he's Steve Winslow now, and yes. he's yes. trying to be a normal character. He still has a pretty nasal voice. Yeah, that's what that's <laughs> yeah. thing. Like because when he's Stefan Urkel, I think he's got the Jaleel White has gone through puberty enough to have like the deep voice. Where in this one, he still has like a higher pitch, so he doesn't quite get away from the Urkel voice as much as he probably wants to. Yeah, it's, he, he's like a proto Stefan. Yeah. I love how pure neutral. Yes. I, I love how Steve comes down and Carl's like, Steve is the perfect son. And I like it for two reasons. Is Why was he just saying that? <laughs> like, it's like he just says it every day or something. Like, My really perfect son. Weird exposition. And, and the, other thing Laura, great, right? the, the other thing nope. that's great about it is he says it right in front of his other son. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be fighting, Laura. How'd you know my name? Never seen you before. I know. But I've been watching you ever since the day you were born. Ah! <laughs> How'd you do that? I told you I'm an angel. Oh, yeah. Look, you better leave me alone. My dad's a cop. I'm like, chill, baby girl. You still don't believe me, do you? Well, uh, check this out. Let's try this one. Whoa. Oh, really? Yes. You know if you go to a restaurant in heaven and you don't have your wings, they sit you right next to the bitch. <laughs> you said something about granting my wish. What wish? You wish that Steve Urkel could find out what it's like to be you. So here we go. <laughs> Steven's greetings, Vincelo. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. So we open on this, we zoom into the It's a Wonderful Life storefront TV screen, and then we see this alternate universe, snow globe within a snow globe, where Carl and Eddie are arguing about money, because Eddie wants money to buy Carl a present, and Carl oh, just right. gives himself his own money right out of the wallet. Mm. Hey, who can't relate? Cash. And that's when we start talking about what a better son Steve is, and he comes down and just acts totally normal, and I hate him less. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, he's just kind of a normal a kid. A little less, yes. Slightly less. And yeah, so Urkel's the golden son in this universe. Unlike Laura, who I don't think Carl has ever complimented, at least not when we've watched it, but whatever. No, Laura gets nothing. <laughs> yeah, not even a good like, man. Yeah, prime reality Laura. Yeah, she doesn't get... Uh... Earth one Laura. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And everything's going great for the Winslows, including Stephen Winslow. So this would be a great time for a terrible nerd to show up. Oh, <laughs> and they do. And, of course, this is the very exciting part of the episode where it is Lorkel, Laura Urkel. And she's somehow pulling this off and looking Dude. like a snack. Yeah. It's would, so would good, Laura Urkel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I can't help. Well, I mean, got a lot of sexual predator energy, and it's working. You guys, I'm gonna be honest. I was totally attracted to Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Not like the mannerisms and stuff, but in the outfit, and I don't know, man. I was more attracted to Laura Urkel than I usually am to Laura Winslow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, she's got the. <laughs> the boobs busting through the suspenders. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a look. Yeah, no, it's a look. <laughs> um, so she's in the same way that 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 uh, Stephen Winslow is basically like proto Stefan. What's what's the lady Urkel that shows up? Is it Myra? Maya, but she's not really a nerd though. Wait, are you talking about? You're not talking about when Urkel plays his own cousin. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's, yes. that's Myrtle Urkel. Yeah. Myrtle, Myrtle. Yeah. Ur- so Laura here is basically like a proto Myrtle. Well, Urkel. Myrtle's happened before this. Oh, okay, yeah. she has. Yeah, because isn't she just basically like a female horny Steve, but like a Southern <laughs> Belle version? Okay, yeah. right. And she's and, still horny though, and that's... she harasses Eddie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. It's great. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, no, but I gotta say, okay, like, I understand that this is terrible television. Like, I'm, <laughs> right, I'll be real right, about right. this. Oh, but what? Also, this how is miracle. this show does, to a degree, like, uh, set up these scenarios that the actors can really, like, excel. It. Like, you, like, they're, they're gonna enjoy themselves. In yeah, you could totally tell that the actress is having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Playing, playing Laura Urkel. And I mean, that's, that, that comes across in a performance. Like, you can't help enjoy it too when you see, you could just, like, sense how much fun they're having. Yeah, and that she really gets the mannerisms down. She totally mm-hmm. sells it. She does an, ex- an exquisite job, I gotta say. Yeah. She yeah. does. She has the whole physicality. She starts with the posture. She does all the voice. I guess all these years of letting the actor Jamil White yell into her face have paid off. Yeah. And she's got the <laughs> front row seat to the exact Urkel mannerisms that are going to serve the rest of her career as an actor. Yeah, it works, man. It's so good. <laughs> At some point, did she we... talk about her hormones flowing? Yes. Yeah. So that's she's horned up to hell. <laughs> that's what I really think happens in this is that she inhabits the body of female Urkel, and the thing that she never understood is how terribly horny he is <laughs> and so i don't think that the proper lesson is that she should be more accommodating to him like in real life but i sort of feel like that's the subtext of what happens here it absolutely is everyone should deal with urkel's weird horniness yeah, she's like if i knew he was that horny maybe i just gave it up to <laughs> i just thought he had a weird infatuation with me now i understand that he has a deep throbbing biological <laughs> yearn for me now I understand his how capable of sexual violence he is. <laughs> I better be nicer to him. It's a thin line between me and just raping everyone in yeah, the Winslow just, house. He's just one more put one more put down away from locking me in his sex dungeon. Yeah, he's like an exploding uh, tree flocker <laughs> at all times. Flocking up my Christmas. I mean, two pieces about it because I do think. <laughs> The experience of being a, a pubescent boy is pretty insane. Yeah and, and, yeah. and that's something that I think should be a real open... I mean, we acknowledge it, but it doesn't mean it should be accommodated. Right, right, like, right. Doesn't that also... <laughs> Where are you going with this, David? Where are you? <laughs> I mean, that, that seems to suggest that, like, teenage women aren't horny, you know? 
That's they're not... true, David. Thank you. I did feel pretty horny there for but a while. I, I mean, and I could be wrong, and it's case by case, but I'm going to claim not like teenage boys are. Well, I didn't get a boner that I had to cover with a biology book. That's true. <laughs> but that's just a, like, physiological change that happens. There that, we go. There we go. That women don't experience, but I don't know. I mean, I've never been a teenage girl so yeah really body yeah. swap david into yeah. a teenage girl uh oh what that's illegal sorry david. <laughs> Can't do it. yeah i think there are some women out there in 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 the teenage years that were just as horny as some of the guys yeah no i, I often knew him when he was a teen i, know. I just yeah. think there's different I don't, you know societal expectations put on it's right. true. Right. And if it's a horny male nerd, just put up with them humping on you, David, because they're bound to tuck her out eventually. But if it's a horny girl, then they're a slut, and then they should be shamed, you know. That's... <laughs> Ooh, gross. Even in the presentation here, Laura Urkel gets away with saying some more overtly sexual things in a way that Steve doesn't yet on the show. Well... Like, what? I mean, like, him yeah, coming into the room and, like, spraying white Urkel powder everywhere. <laughs> like, we yeah. see the sexual subtext there, but it's subtext, where she's just like, I'm moist for you, Steve. <laughs> Steve, my pussy's wet. <laughs> I mean, that's almost the level that we're at here. Well, so she it's... does say a, a lot of his catchphrases, though. So, right. what the thing that she says that they do the whole routine, which is, I'm gonna call it the most troubling bit in all of Family Matters, which they do over and over and over again. This is the thing where if you try to do this on a show right now, you would immediately be canceled. Mm-hmm. Where it's good cause. Cancel it. So it's that Urkel will be like, hey, Laura, I want to go to the insect rodeo or whatever. And she'll be like, get the fuck out of here. And he'll be like, oh, last week you said, get the fuck out of here, Steve. And uh, yesterday he said, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit or whatever. And then he starts going, I'm wearing you down, baby. I'm wearing you down. <laughs> And yeah. uh, it's so troubling if you it think is. about it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then to watch it, he does that pelvic grind. Yep, yep. You know, he's always like grinding his little baby boy pelvis around. It's, it's deeply disturbing. Yeah, I'm wearing you down. The foundation to all good relationships. <laughs> but at least they put a lampshade on it, I guess. The worst thing about it is that it, 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 in the end of the it works. Series, it works. Yeah, he wins in the end. He wears her down. They get married. It's like that's true. the most disturbing part of all this. That's what marriage is like. <laughs> <laughs> Says the newlywed. <laughs> <laughs> Driving around in my BMW, doot doot. So then, dude, it's so great. It's so like perfect. It's like so then Harry. It's like, hey guys. Yeah, I'm in this show. <laughs> I feel. I built this elaborate gingerbread house. <laughs> it took me two whole days. <laughs> Larry and Balky called. They said they wanted to come see it, but they can't. If, it, if, uh, if Larry and Balky see it, I'm going to get a million dollar raise this year. I really hope that one happens to it. They have a scheme for gingerbread houses, and this is a real winner. So, what yeah. did you guys think was going to happen to that gingerbread house? I thought I they thought were all going to paint it and enjoy it. Yeah, I just thought it was just a nice little uh, 
a character moment for Harriet, and then they'd move on. Like, oh, she likes gingerbread yeah. houses. And then just go. I <laughs> thought maybe she would share it with her family so that they could all enjoy its deliciousness. <laughs> I thought Laura would lick the chimney and then start humping it like the exorcist, <laughs> slamming it in there. Does anyone actually eat gingerbread houses? You, I no. have, and I will again. Yeah, no, you're supposed, <laughs> you're supposed to make them with royal icing and gingerbread and then devour them wow. as the days of Christmas go by. Like you guys have it? I like them better with graham crackers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, I mean, but then that's a like graham little... cracker house. Exactly. I, know, I just don't actually like gingerbread. Jesus. Oh, really? Christ. I know. Sorry, guys. I know what the fuck is wrong with you. I know, Ryan. You're canceled. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But Laura is like, can I be the first to lick your chimney? And then yeah. like, hmm. Then she yeah, I feel like that's the kind of thing that they wouldn't have Steve say at this point. And then I Harriet goes. That's the kind of thing Steve just says yes to, but you don't just don't admit to it. Like, be your friends in the locker room, right? And then, <laughs> and then Harriet goes. Go home, Laura, and that's switching it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Carl's catchphrase. You see that? You yes. see that Harriet is the Carl yeah. to Laura in this reality. Freudian wise, they go against their same sex parental role model, and then right. Lorkel calls uh, Harriet. Lorkel calls Harriet big go- big gal. Big gal, yeah. Big gal instead of big guy, which is a catchphrase. It's a nickname. And then yeah. this is—I would be interested in what Carol had to say about th- has to say mm. about this because. Laura Urkel is kicked out of the house because she was inventing her new poultry stuffer. Uh-huh. And it did mm-hmm. something to her mother. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, definitely she fucked her mom with the chicken stuffer. She stuffed up her mom and her mom left to go get the stuffing out of herself. And they're going to serve a Christmas meal probably at that sex hot tub that the uncle runs. Yeah, I can see that. You need to have a good buffet at a sex club so people can go in, get a break, and then go right back to pounding. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And we all know this. It's a Christmas fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl, Laura Urkel is grosser than regular Laura Urkel, and um, he makes she makes terrible inventions, and rightfully so. After she harasses Steve one too many times, they just kick her ass right out on the porch. Yeah, well, she... no, she breaks the gingerbread. <laughs> Oh, well, sure. Well, she slaps Steve on the back that somehow causes him to fall over, but also tip Eddie and Carl over with him, and they all three fall onto the gingerbread house. It was a pretty fantastic little bit of physical comedy. I'm telling you, it's so good. (laughs) And then... Uh, like we 100% knew that gingerbread house was going to get smashed what? before the scene was over, but you just didn't know how. And the way that she sort of like turns herself into a bowling ball and the three Winslow men into pins and knocks them all down so into the house. And the fact that they take the entire table down, yes. like Matt Foley style, is <laughs> just like the icing on the gingerbread cake. I did not see that. I'd say Mick Foley style. Oh, oh you're both valid. I did not like. I knew the gingerbread house was gonna get broken, but right, I didn't right. know the whole comedy. Watch TV before, would. yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 they found a way to surprise you. Yep, yep. Everybody gets to switch hats and try some different physical comedy. Does Steve go down, or is it Eddie and Carl? They all do. All three. three. They yeah. all three go down. And then Laura's and then like, they make out, which is kind of hot, but. Making out in the wood and the gingerbread. And then, and then Laura, Laura is like, 
did I do that? <laughs> and the audience just all their uh, tree fuckers start going off. Soaks <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so, see, you know what it looks like to be Steve Urkel, but you don't know what it feels like. Hey! What are you doing? I'm going to the mall to help hand out toys to orphan kids. That's wonderful, son. <laughs> My little sad mother. <laughs> Forget it. Oh, come on. Lay one on me, macho man. It's a gingerbread house. It took me two whole days to finish it. Oh, can I be the first to lick your chimney? Well, I invented an automatic poultry super. The pesky machine mistook my mom for a Christmas goose. Ooh. Yo, what'd she say? Well, she said, <laughs> Are you okay, my precious pudding pop? That I have had it with you, Laura. I want you out of my life. One day, my charms will overwhelm you. And then you'll fall into my arms and... I'll bear you a busload of fine, strong sons. I don't want to think about you. I don't want to talk about you. And I don't want to hear about you. From this moment on, you don't exist. Whoa, daddy, hormone rush! Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. I'm wearing you down, baby. I mean, I don't know. Would I watch a whole series of Family Matters with Loracle? Yes. Is it good that I would? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm right there with you, Carol. That's where I fall. They could have done a whole season of this, man. I would have stuck with it. It could be the reboot. We could reboot it like Girl Meets World. What wouldn't you have stuck with? <laughs> yeah, that's what very would true. Now? I think Family Matters is a good is good proof that I'll stick with anything. <laughs> but they tend to redo anything that works on this show. Like there's a bunch of Myrtle Urkels and there's a bunch of Stefan Urkels, but I don't think they ever do this again by redo you mean run into the ground right right and yeah. um I, they don't run this into the ground no i believe they only TV, do it once. i think it's the idea yeah well she, I, laura's looking pretty good in that get up is all i'm gonna say she is it works those are cute saddle shoes and then just like in the prime reality the winslows tell lurkel to get the hell out of their house and start respecting their boundaries and then the audience gets all awe about it and he throws her out just like Jazzy Jeff in the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs>
She does get a face full of snow, and it sticks in her glasses, and that's the saddest moment. That yes. was weird. Yeah, that was so weird. She does look really sad, too. Everyone gets snowed in the face in this episode. It's a real um, white Christmas in your face. So... Yeah. I love how love, and by love I mean it's kind of irritating. Tolerate. That, <laughs> yeah, that like basically they just gave us the same story twice in the episode. Yeah. Like, I get that Laura is learning a lesson, yeah, but for us in the audience, we're just watching the same plot and watching a character learn the same lesson. Right. Like, do they literally just copy and paste and then, like, replace Steve with Laura and Laura with Steve and then they're like... Right. Yeah, but it's just... Now, Austin, I'm just saying the same thing over again because <laughs> Family Matters is a cut-and-paste show. It's almost <laughs> like the William S. Burroughs, like, cutting and... It's like, if you were to watch ten episodes, you'd be like, oh... It's like in Japanese animation, how it's like an episode of Pokemon is about four minutes of animation in a 20-minute episode. Because they're just, like, recycling things. It's like an episode of He-Man. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. It's like... So, basically, like, the invention that Steve uses to destroy the house changes. Right. But everything else around it is the same. So, this is a Christmas episode, so it's a tree-flocking invention. Right. But next week, it'll be some sort of, like, New Year's Eve-related invention yes. that does it. And then there's, like, a Valentine's Day way of doing it. And, yeah. Okay. There's also and a little bit... Just whatever. Yeah, there's also a little bit of escalation to every Urkel destruction. Like, they, right, they, keep, after, right. they keep having to have to one-up themselves. So then, yeah. soon he, like, nukes the world. And he's like, did I do that? You know what? He does that really <laughs> early on. But it was a dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That's actually like a season two, so they actually work backwards from it. It's true. Um, but yes, basically, like it's it's the same thing over and over again with slightly different variations. So look forward to our next two episodes yeah, too, <laughs> listener. It's gonna be fun. So good. And Ray, I'd like to impress again upon everybody if we miss this part, just how weirdly horny. Lorkel is. She's clearly <laughs> ovulating. She has a line where she's grinding up on regular Stephen Winslow and she promises a busload of strong sons. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> like, I can't imagine saying that to somebody who I wasn't already married to and trying to creep out, you know? It's like such a, such a come on. And then. Right. Uh, Could you imagine, like, prime reality Steve being like, I'm going to knock you up with a whole litter of little geniuses. <laughs> no, that's one of Urkel's catchphrases. He says, I'm going to plant my seed in your womb. <laughs> oh, no. Then it'll be mine forever. If you pull this cord on the Urkel doll, he says it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and she's also like, hormone rush. Well, yeah. Steve is yelling at her, which is another thing that's just acknowledging, like... Oh, his... Also, just in case anyone's out there still doing their last-minute Christmas shopping, <laughs> update from our last episode, Ryan has still not received a talking Urkel doll for Christmas. You guys, all I want for Christmas up. is a talking Urkel doll. Please, someone send it okay. to me. One what talking if you got Urkel a talking doll. Laura Urkel doll? Yeah, If that Urkel. was a thing, I would gladly accept it. <laughs> what if that and a whole stocking full of hamburgers... Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even dare to dream for that. 
You have to put them in right before he wakes up, like when you're making the coffee with Grandma you or else it's so bad. The smell of the hamburgers are going to wake him up at 5.30. He's going to start jumping. Wake up! Wake up! It's Christmas! There's hamburgers! Wake up! <laughs> it's like the cartoon where he's like floating through the air, being led into the kitchen by the scent, the drawing of the scent, and his nose is falling. I love hamburgers. <laughs> um, so, and then when Laura goes back to her real or her prime reality... Um, she's like, oh man, I had feelings just like anybody else. This isn't about that she doesn't understand that Urkel has feelings. <laughs> this is about her feelings being valid. I know. Well, first of all, she's like, I look like a nerd and I acted like a nerd, but I had feelings like the rest of us. <laughs> As a nerd, did that offend you, David? This is a very special episode. <laughs> This is a very special episode where Laura learns that nerds are humans, too. <laughs> this is before nerds were, like, really. mainstream, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, still, like, you assume they'd have, like, feelings like everybody else. Like, it's weird. Yeah. But very, very sexual feelings. It's never supposed to be about her just learning sympathy for Steve Urkel, which she learns every other episode anyways. I want right. it for once for Urkel to learn what it's like for someone to Urkel him. Well, up to and in, up yeah. to and including the last Christmas episode we reviewed. Exactly. We'll see if it happens next time. I mean, we it did will see... never happen. <laughs> oh, I've been tricked. We did see Urkel or Urkel or Stephen Winslow. We saw him be the Laura Winslow, and he was the love son, so he got to feel the love. And we saw him deal with Laura's hormone waves. But, but I mean, thing... he was only mildly irritated, and he didn't learn the folly of his ways at all. No. Well, and by the end of this, like, this is an alternate reality scenario, and Laura uh, experiences it, but Urkel doesn't experience the yeah. the Laura. He he has no memory of this experience. Right, like, like he doesn't they get both experienced it. It would be fine, and then they can... right, like his soul doesn't get remote controlled into <laughs> Steve Winslow's body. He's just he's incidental to all of this how much this is... did you guys love that effect of the yeah, that, was, that was pretty great Isn't that was pretty it? great but it would have been great if urkel Anger. was like oh man i'm making constant sexual advances yeah. towards <laughs> laura and when that happened to me it really was violated yeah <laughs> well, well don't and worry ryan i'm sure that's the next like episode i keep breaking that shit <laughs> <laughs> don't worry I guys feel... I feel like this is the equivalent of It's a Wonderful Life ending with uh, Jimmy Stewart waking up and being like, Oh, Mr. Potter was right to foreclose on my house! I was behind on my bills! What was he supposed to do? Trying to break a bank! Oh, Mr. Potter! Oh, jeez! The world really would be better if I was never born! <laughs> right? Like, that's like it's they're totally missing the whole point of what they're trying to do. Oh, please here. stop raping me, Mr. Potter. Oh. <laughs> oh. I should have yeah. just been nicer to Mr. Potter, if you know what I mean. Give <laughs> more money. That's the trick. So, yeah, uh, Milo, the janitor, is definitely still there, mm. and he's definitely not Meshack Taylor. Yeah. And <laughs> he puts Laura's soul back into real universe Laura. The other thing that's so yeah. frustrating about this, I mean, yeah. everything is frustrating. Mm -hmm. but, so then, uh, Milo reverses time. Sure, he can do that. Like, Why doesn't he just make it so Urkel doesn't break the face? Give <laughs> <laughs> enough time to stop him. Yeah, why doesn't Laura prevent it from happening? 
thing because she right, knows that's what's what I mean. gonna happen. Yeah. Well, because Christmas Christmas isn't about material things mm. this episode. And I'd also like to point <laughs> out that so in this scene, Milo reverses time so they can redo this, so Laura can redo this thing again. So it's uh-huh. literally copy and pasting the same act one more time for the third act. Yep. <laughs> and it's replacing a few words. So they literally, this one script got uh, three acts out of it. I, guess. I like, almost <laughs> admire like the sheer chutzpah of their laziness. Right? Can you imagine how leisurely that writer's lounge is? Right? Right? I bet they have a little basketball over a trash can. You guys, I got it. I got it. Urkel <laughs> breaks the window. <laughs> and then, wait, wait for it. He says, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Gold. Genius. Gold, baby. Crowley, you've done it again. Yeah, Laura's vase, like her feelings, don't matter. Milo doesn't rewind that far. Oh, and P.S., way at the beginning of the show, he could pause and stop snow with his remote. So yeah, yeah. he's not a crazy guy. He's a real damn angel. But he is Steven's angel because he doesn't help Laura's journey. He helps Steven. And now Laura has that whole experience while Stephen has been at home sadly crying, or in her home, flocking any room that he cares to. <laughs> Leaving a little bit of her dust wherever he goes. It's I a regular know. flock of seagulls. <laughs> and then she doesn't just, like, not get mad at him when he breaks her thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, also, do you want to spend Christmas Eve with me and my family? It's like, what? She did say, like, this vase. She said it was on layaway, so presumably it's, like, expensive enough that she has to, like, make payments into it. Yeah, she it. could. Right? She could ask him to pay for it. That would not be wrong. Well, that's, yeah, yeah exactly. like, in our previous Christmas episode, he breaks this, like, cherished family heirloom ornament, and he says, like, oh, don't worry, Laura, I'll buy you another one. And she's like, no, numbnuts, I just told you this is an heirloom. You can't just buy me another one. In this scenario, he could just buy her yeah. another vase, yet he never offers to do so. The only thing I disagree with you about with all that is there's no way that Urkel's nuts are numb at all. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> you think throbbing extra nuts. throb? No throbbing nuts. like a nerve but but what but i had feelings just like anybody else it was awful oh really i should have been nicer to steve bingo now that's the wish i'm really here to grant it is that's right well take care baby girl i've got to get back to my christmas shop i've got to find a present for god <laughs> And he's never surprised. <laughs> well, so I'm going to send you back in time and give you a second chance. Now, come along and let me drive you home. It's all I see. It's a tower of dreams. Real love burst 
before we leave him, Milo mentions that we might know that he gets his wings when we see a star blinking or some shit. Yeah. And Laura's like, whatever. And man, Milo the janitor really loves Steven Weber's wings, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. I mean. Is it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, all... Maybe we'll watch it again one day. They're, I mean, it's, they're all hanging out in the airplane. Yeah. In, in the, airport. the airport. They never in the get airport. in the plane. Yeah, they all go to the airplane. Am I wrong that, um... (laughs) Yes. They get in the car together and drive off. They get in that little miniature Urkelmobile. And then the credits come on, don't they? Yeah, like... And then there's, like, four more minutes of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally. It was weird. I thought I was going crazy. (laughs) They needed you to get the idea that you would have to say goodbye to Lorkel and the rest of these charming characters. It's a soft goodbye. I was also watching this through less than legitimate means. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> and so then I, have, I think it was during the first scene then a like a weather alert came on for like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed some dialogue about his frocking, I think. You didn't <laughs> You missed real bad, David. I think I heard, did I do that? So I think I understood what happened in that scene. There we go. You, you, you managed to piece the twisted turns yeah, together. Exactly. <laughs> Hurricane, did I do that? Oh, that would be really good. That would be really funny when all those people lost their homes. <laughs> I lost my house and my son in Hurricane, did I do that? <laughs> So for maybe one final time this evening, we go back to the House Winslow. Yeah, Casa de Winslow. It's charming as ever. Carl's there, and he is, like, putting all these lights on a tree and getting flustered. And, you know, it's one of those sitcom trees that are just, like, decked to filth. There are so many blinking lights on this tree. Somebody spent hundreds of dollars and, like, three hours doing it. And Carl's doing it, and it's frustrated, but everyone assures him it's beautiful, and Harriet gives him some nog to slurp down so he can be happy for a few moments of his life. Nog. 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 in and out of drunken stupor. That's how I like to do the holidays. You saw him covered in Urkel dust in the first scene. What do you expect except for him to drink himself to oblivion? That would be uh, awesome if he had just started drinking. Like, <laughs> scene. Pulls out a flask and like, this is my life now. That yep. reminds me of my one friend's Christmas party. Uh-oh. Yeah, the resignation on Carl's face after the flocky bukake. Because his one little old bulldog just starts humping his leg. And he just keeps, like, talking in the party. And we laugh about it. And he laughs, too. But he just, like, doesn't deter. What's it happen? Yeah, he just, like, lets it happen for a while until the dog kind of gets tired. Because they're too old to, you know, have a hormone surge, I think, or whatever. So you just kind of let it happen. And that's what you're supposed to do with Urkel, you guys. Just, just let him tire himself out on your knee. Wears himself right? out. And then Urkel comes in and humps Carl's knee. And Laura <laughs> and fans him while he goes. No, they, uh, they hang out and... Urkel pulls Laura aside, and P.S. Laura is wearing a really cool X-Man jumper. <laughs> it's got like a stripe across the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty rad. She's definitely got powers, guy. <laughs> yeah. And Steve wants to like ask her, what's up? Why does she not hate him for two seconds? 
And she's like, because now I understand just how horny you yeah. are. <laughs> I, ne- I never realized that he had to jerk off like six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve does a bunch of really gross horny things up to when he pulls out a trumpet and just blails on that horn. Well, so that's the other, um, that's another catchphrase where, where she's like, all right, Urkel, you know, I still think you're a piece of shit, but I'm going to be slightly more tolerant. And he's like, you love me, don't you? Mm-hmm. That's another one that is in basically every episode. For He's like, interior years. orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> exterior orgasm. Ooh. Gross. Urkel's gross. Yeah. Ryan, why do you like Urkel so much? He's got so many fine qualities. <laughs> It's just, honestly, honestly, I think what it is, besides just that I watched this shit when I was a kid, and that's kind of all there is to it, is is blind nostalgia, but I think it's the combination of how terrible it is, and also, there is a quality to the performances. Like, Urkel's annoying, and he says the same things all the time, but honestly, like, this actor's performance as this character is pretty uh incredible in a lot of True. ways like they the, all give it their all yeah like the, yeah. the physical comedy is both well done and completely hokey at the same time you know yeah 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 and um they really do embody the characters and again uh, hats off to laura this episode whatever her real actress's name is and um Whatever else has she done? Are <laughs> the little orphans away? This is it, I think. We're not going to ask the orphans. Let them sleep. I think let she did sleep. what I would do, is be like, all right, I have $18 million, <laughs> and I worked from age 12 to 25, and now I'm just going to fucking chill out, you know? I got a Christmas sock full of hamburgers. Exactly. What more could you want? Do you think, speaking of Christmas stockings, do you think Laura got stockings home syndrome? Uh, uh, <laughs> I think she's dealing with Christmas stocking every year. Yes, definitely. Uh, so give her some figgy pudding. So, <laughs> yeah, her and Urkel have a moment, and he's really gross. And you know who's still alive? The ant who sings. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I gotta admit, when the credits came on, when they drove away, I was like, oh, what the fuck? No one's gonna sing? What the fuck? When this happened, I was like, oh. I was right with the world. And also, based on the flocking at the beginning, Oh Come, All Ye Faithful (laughs) is the best song for this episode. Come, let us adore him. So when Rachel starts singing... I was watching this upstairs and just burst out laughing oh, wow. and Christy looks at me and is like why, why is this so funny and I'm like I literally wrote down on my notes for the previous episode is having Rachel sing a Christmas Carol going to be a recurring thing <laughs> yep. in all these episodes and like then, I, then it is and I just started, I had to laugh unless it's, it's a... Eddie <laughs> oh we'll, we'll see I don't know it's all what's her name from this we'll Rachel see. from here on out we'll see We'll see. Uh, it's funny, too, because in Ryan's previous episode, at least Rachel had an earlier scene where she was looking for that teddy bear. And in this one, she is not in it. She just comes yeah, down the stairs. And just singing. here to sing this song. <laughs> so great. <laughs> is the grandma in this one? Was she there, too? I don't remember. No, I don't. Well, I mean, if she was there, she was just like part well, of it. Well, right. wa- if you watch it at the end when they're downstairs. If mm-hmm. you listen closely, you hear a bed rocking from upstairs. 
<laughs> Can you imagine living with... Sneaking in some, like, some, some, some... She's getting fucked by Santa. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night. Is this the one where Urkel asks if Santa's a chubby chaser, or is that the first night? Yeah. That's his rhetorical. Is Santa. Is Mrs. Claus yeah, a Mrs. chubby Claus chaser? Mrs. a chubby chaser, yeah. yeah. Which is a Did you fuck too. my mom, Santa? <laughs> That's a line in Always Sunny. Um, yeah, so at the very end, Aunt Rachel starts singing, and then everybody starts singing, and all the Winslows who survive come down, including Judy Winslow is alive. Yep. Not for long. Yeah. Who else is, is there? Eddie's there. I soon. Think this might be her last season. <laughs> yeah. Season soon. And Waldo, despite being in the credits, doesn't quite make an appearance, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I really hope we see some Waldo before this is over. And then we get another E card. Yes. <laughs> also, we get the moment where the, the Christmas tree star is flashing. Yes. And yeah, uh, Laura's like, you know. Getting brighter, you know. Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's my guardian angel. Good job, Ty. And then Urkel just takes that as an excuse to hug her and make weird humpy face. Yeah. And then he starts dry humping her. And that's the yeah. She's like, yeah, oh, he thinks, what, is, what does he say? That, like, she's brain damaged or something? Because <gasps> that's, oh, she had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Nervous breakdown, that's right. That's why she's being so nice to him. And then when she's like, it means my guardian angel got his wig. Ah, nervous breakdown. Yep. But he's taken it. He's taken those nervous openings. I should clarify about the e-card. The last episode, it like <laughs> turned into a cheap video effect of uh, <laughs> of a Christmas card, and then it happens again at the end of this one. Yep, yep. There's beautiful pans. Or actually, in this one, is there, you know, do they do much of a montage with the singing? I don't think we see the stockings or a train set. No, I think it just ends. You think a Urkel they, orgasm yeah. ends with him asking if he did that? Definitely. Did I do that? <laughs> That's what he, he, after they finally consummate their relationship, he points to Laura and goes, Did I do that? Oh, do you think he snorts when he comes? Do you think he's like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm so glad we're going through this. We're not even having the series, but we we've been to the cum noise and we flocked up the whole living room. I don't know how y'all are gonna beat that. I think we should talk more about um, what sex is like with Urkel. Yeah, definitely. That's where I want to go. In season nine, after they get engaged, they explicitly state that they're not gonna have sex until they get married. Ew! Urkel says sex. Yeah, it, it, so it suggests that neither of them have had sex before. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, overtly. Yes, it's not even suggested, it's like confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because it's a very um horny show, as one might put it, but it's also a very chaste show. Yeah, most of yeah, I guess they tacked it on. I felt like went down that had road. The, had a, yeah, except they for, had this weird push and pull between like almost raunchy jokes but then a very all of their characters were very chaste and yeah. prim and proper the, the military, parents yeah. and step by step are like fucking all the yeah, time but the kids <laughs> but they're married yeah yeah it's okay they're married and they're old so yeah. it's fine they've earned it mm. plus it's suzanne summers i mean come on let's be real <laughs> patrick duffy you can't get those guys not to fuck for two seconds tv's patrick duffy yeah right <laughs>
busy. I'd like for you to spend Christmas Eve with me and my family. <gasps> Is that all right with you? Is Mrs. Claus a chubby chaser? <laughs> Why, I'll be there, baby, with the jingle bells on. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to try very hard not to hurt your feelings. You love me, don't you? <laughs> oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come, ye, oh, come, ye to Bethlehem. Nervous breakdown. gentlemen well that was a very special episode part two of our christmas families that matter spectacular <laughs> how does everybody feel what was a very special part of this episode and what lessons did you glean for the future austin um the very special part was the part they showed us three separate times <laughs> in the course of the episode <laughs> lazy lazy writers yeah um and what did i learn if applicable yes <laughs> <laughs> i learned that lady urkel is surprisingly hot yeah <laughs> it's weird how more palatable it is on her yeah david i thought it was very special when urkel sprayed his <laughs> dust everywhere and <laughs> it wasn't dust it was, was foam. like getting his dust in his face you know, you know yeah he just took a face full that... of it from urkel and it's just like yeah uh, this is my life now uh, I hope that Flock Bukaki shot makes the uh, <laughs> podcast image. We'll see. And then uh, the one thing I uh, learned was that uh, heaven's not heaven for people without wings, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. They're very wingsist there in heaven. There's a social class in heaven. Yeah. You know? Doesn't sound great. I'll just put it there. Can't wait for that. Oh, Ryan, how you feeling? God, I love this so much. <laughs> the only... The only... I'm so excited to watch two more Family Matters <laughs> episodes. God damn. Um, and I learned uh, something that society never really teaches you, which is that uh, women should tolerate men's sexual urges <laughs> and True. should ignore their True. own feelings in favor of how men feel. That's, that's the lesson I learned from a Christmas episode of Family Matters. <laughs> That, I mean, honestly, I know that that's not a real thing you should think, but that really is what this episode is telling you. It is. It's upsetting. In a Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Um, let's see. I thought a very special part was when the aunt was still alive. <laughs> I like that she's still on the payroll. She's a getting that money right right hope you're saving it though hope you're saving it and i learned that nerds have feelings yeah uh jury's still out on that but okay. right right that their balls are throbbing yep. not numb that's very true 
And that Wings is a very special show that maybe we'll get to. Wow. Okay, guys. That's another one in the can. Great job. Let's see. Uh, Ryan Alexander Tanner, when you aren't having stocking home syndrome for Steve or Kel for some reason, where can our listeners keep up with you online? Uh, when I'm not on this show, I'm painstakingly maintaining my website, which <laughs> is ohyesvernice.com, and that's my Twitter and Instagram also. All right. And David, when you're not riding around in a tiny car so people feel bad for you, where are you online? <laughs> well, I'm never not doing that. I'll be on Twitter fighting for equal rights for those without wings. Uh, at Dr. Bits, that's Dr. spelled out, and at the real gentleman of ledger.com. And Austin, when you are catching cancer because someone flocked you in the face, where are you online? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can come help me flock some trees on Twitter at Austin Gordon, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And as for me this evening, when I'm not mashing buttons on my remote of souls, you can find me, Carolyn Main, on Twitter. That's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I also have a Patreon. Check that out. Post drawings, talk about secret big things, and do some postcards for you. And check out Pitch Please, my podcast where we play a game based on screenplays. And you can buy the card deck as well. You can buy the deck at pitchplease.fun and you can listen to the podcast on Cranival Studios. <coughs> as for all of us together, we of course Voltron into a very special episode, <laughs> podcast.com. And you can follow our tweets on Twitter at AVSEPod. You can email us at AVSEPod at gmail.com. We are on iTunes, we are on Stitcher, we are on Google+, we are on Podbeans, we are on Spotify. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at slash Pod, and uh, email us your Christmas wish at gmail.com and only post the most very special reviews you can for us or else bah humbug to you. It's true. <laughs> right? Humbug mm -hmm. it. If you, if you write us yes. a negative review, you have to switch bodies with us. And experience what it's like for us to read your negative reviews. Experience <laughs> and realize how horny we are. Realize how horny we are. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you write a negative review, we're going to come tree flock your home. <laughs> and after we do, for a very special episode, we'll all be saying, Did I do that? Hey, baby, want to ride? Let's go to a storefront. Let's buy some shopping. Like, I'm the man. I got to take this for you. I know you do this, and I'm done with it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's bleak. It's a bleak run you got. Well, it would have been good if we had really worked hard at it. It's like, good for you. Good for you. So that's why it didn't happen. <laughs> do they do they explain that if there's a god, why is there so much pain in the world? Or do they not dive into that? Keep Steve Urkel the fuck away from me. <laughs> All right, everyone, check out my invention. Giving all of the remaining Winslow's cancer within the next 10 years. Oh, well, that's on me. I'm embarrassed. Goodbye and good riddance. Yeah, that was this AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? 
special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that